It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I will say this. Bob Lassard and I are on about the same level technologically. So Rook's having a little... Are you still getting the answering machine? <laughs> no, it's live, but I don't want to be rude. I can't hear you. I'm on with him, but I don't want to be rude right now. Oh, well, let's... Bob Lassard, a longtime Minnesota State Senator. Uh, the old trapper. Take that orchestra down. I will. We're good to go now. All right. Hello, Bob. Well, who is this? Joe Souchere. Uh, can I call you Mr. Mayor? Are you still mayor? Yeah, I'm still the mayor, but you call me Joe. Well, I haven't talked to you for a long time. I thought maybe if I ever you ever invite me to go fish on Spoon Lake, I was going to fish it out or something. Well, you'd be the guy to take because you're the, <laughs> that's been your whole life. And let me let me let me say something. Let me ask you something. You served 25 years in the state Senate, staunch DFLer, right? District 3, up in your beloved International Falls area. You're now 87 years old. You could be fishing out the remaining 40 years of your life, and you threw your hat into the Attorney General's race as a Republican. Help us understand what's going on. Well, uh, quite frankly, uh, the the candidates... Uh, I think on the Democratic side, are, uh, you know, the the Attorney General's office is supposed to be used not as a political platform. It's right. supposed to be used to enforce the state of Minnesota's law. Right. When I was in the Senate, I saw things happening when I was there. And then when you look at, I'm talking about, even the traditional DFLers will agree with me on this. You're talking what's happening over there on the other side of the aisle now. It's if, if they want to change the law, they should run for office. Right. They're going to use it as a political platform, and that's plain wrong. And it's, the law, the Constitution is supposed to be by the Attorney General, not supposed to try to make law. If you want to make law, run for office. And that's what uh, uh, I don't think anybody was saying that, and I just uh, felt that somebody had to do it, and uh, I, nobody stepped up to the plate, so... Uh, well, are you are you sensing extremism from both Keith from the left and the right? Yes, yes. Well, now I'll give an example. One of the things that's also happening is you know our legacy funding that you know we all voted for. You know, you clean your lottery, the start Sam's cost and all that. And uh, when I did the lottery thing, that money's being diverted. So there's really, I think, it's a constitutional question there. And uh, so I just felt something had to be done, and, uh, you know, if I win, I win, I lose, I lose. I, but uh, something had to be done, so I threw my hat in the ring. We'll see what happens. Now, you've been out of the Senate since 2002, correct? 
Well, you remember I ran as independent in 2000 when Jesse Ventura ran. I didn't run with the party, but I ran, and uh, I won. And then, of course, uh, I got kicked out of the party, so they moved all my stuff over the state office building. (laughs) And uh, and that's when I walked away from it. Now, Keith Ellison would represent the left, right? He He would represent the far left of the far left. Yep, and then Doug Wardlow. Uh, what, what do you think of Doug Wardlow? The well, Republican? I don't go. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know Doug. I uh, I don't know Doug, uh, but I do know that um, I don't mix. I'm not here to attack anybody. I knew that, but I, that's you got some people. Let's put it this way: that it's their way or the highway. The far end of the Republican Party, too. It's their way or the highway, and I don't believe in that. And of all things, I don't believe the Attorney General's office should be. Everybody has their biases, you know, but yeah. And 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 I saw that happen, and uh, and we're going to get the message out that uh, if you want to get that far left, which is named the traditional DFL party, vote the far left. You know, I was going to ask you about that because I would consider you a traditional DFLer all your life. Well, I do know this kind of interesting. I've received calls. I don't want to see who they are, but from Northern Minnesota. Got one here a little while ago, and they heard I was going to be on your show. This guy's a real a traditional DFL. Uh, we've, he's been a friend, and uh, but he's totally on my side on this issue. And uh, I think you know, and that's the message we're going to get out. If if if, if you want to, if you want to run for attorney general, run for attorney general to uphold the state of Minnesota Constitution. I believe in the Constitution. If you want to make law, run for office. Oh, I forgot. Ellison's already done that. But, yeah. uh, so that's the message. I don't think it's rocket scientist, and that's what. I'm, and if I win, I win. I lose, I lose. But I think it's going to be okay. Well, Ellison would use the office to attempt to sue Trump, for example. What, why would that be the purview of the Minnesota uh, Attorney General? I think, I, you know, I. Uh, I was uh, meeting with some of the press the other day on this, and they asked me why I was doing this, and all I did was hand them back the article in the paper about all the platforms on the DFL side, and every one of them is, uh, is an activist. I know one of them, a couple of them, pretty well, mm-hmm. but it's not... Uh, I, I really believe that, Joe, and, and uh, it's going to be, I think, in my lifetime, I have never seen anything like this, and uh, I, I guarantee you, this this will be worse than black and white. I win the primary, no matter who wins on the other side. I think uh, there'll be no doubt where where I stand, where they stand. So you certainly still have a lot of energy, don't you? Well, I'm still, you know, I'm still guiding, mm-hmm. and uh, but I wouldn't be doing this at my age, believe me, if I didn't think it's uh, it's important. <laughs> Why do you think the legacy funding is threatened? Explain to me what you mean by well, that. Well, well, uh, there's been different attacks on last year. The legislature, legislature, you know, I did the lottery bill, right? And that kind of set up what then was was the uh, funding for you know environmental projects, LCMR, and a, that was many years ago. A couple of years later, uh, it was fifty 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 percent to go to the general revenue fund. Or actually, it was called the uh, really purpose Greater Minnesota Fund, and fifty percent of the environment, LCMR, that type of thing. Well, a couple of years later, uh, they uh, they did away with the uh, they made it sixty forty, so we lost ten percent there. 
and then they added a sales tax, and half of that should have gone. No, that all went to the general revenue fund. And then the unclaimed prizes, I know people don't read this, but a long time ago, this money, half of that should have gone to the purpose of which I passed the constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it didn't. So we see the same thing happening in the legacy, and I'm gonna, we're trying to get the message out on top of the differences philosophically on the, the duties of the Attorney General's office that, you know, if the if sportsmen and women of this state who voted for the for the legacy funding uh, don't get out and vote on this one, we got nobody to blame but ourselves. You know, it's interesting enough, uh, as an aside a little bit, uh, you know, I'm pro-mining. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was talking about some of you. I'm pro-mining, and I'm pro-pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I know the other side isn't. Right. However, this is interesting. They're on the same side with me on not diverting this funding. Right. So there's one thing we can agree upon, and you can chalk that one up. I <laughs> talked to somebody about that yesterday. So, uh, and that's another message I'm trying to get out, uh, is that... Uh, I guarantee you this, this Attorney General, when, if there's any constitutional way they try to divert the funding, I'm going to be in there with both feet on that one. You know, I did the constitutional rights on the fish, Joe, and and what we're trying to do is keep land open, you know, for our kids and grandchildren. Right. I don't want that money diverted. Before I let you go, you are the original old trapper, and I think what happened is your great friend Bud Grant would refer to you occasionally when Bud might have been referring to the weather or something. He might say, I have to ask the old trapper, meaning you. And then mistakenly, uh, and I'm guilty of this too, Bud Grant started getting called the old trapper, but he's not. You're the old trapper. Your website is old trapper. You you got that one right, you know. I think he'll be the first one to give me the, know that I own that name. We spent so many... uh, so many days together, you know, right now, you know, Bud's going through. That's terribly lost his son. I, well, I, I, I imagine you've been in touch with him. Oh, yeah, I just, we talk all the time. I was talking to him last night, you know, and we, uh, he's supporting me, of course, all he can on the, my election. Right. We were, we were talking, and I said, you know, both of us, uh, Joe, have gone through this, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's, and uh, and so and it's it's like we and I were talking. It's uh, tough to to outlive your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now that have got through these things. And uh, when you're older, it's uh, it's 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 tough to do this. <laughs> but it's uh, it is what it is. Like Bud and I were talking, and uh, I just talked to him last night about eleven o'clock. So it's. Uh, uh, we'll get through it. He'll yes, get through yeah. it. Yeah, he will. He will. He's, uh, you know, he, he, he's just as, uh, uh, we talked again, uh, he's going to help me on, he, uh, if he had his way, he said I'd be up there yep. <laughs> campaigning for us. you got a lot better things to do than that. But right, right. We're, I, I love him dearly. We're very close friends. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and we'll be in touch as we watch your race. How's that? Well, I'll be over in a little over two weeks, and uh, you know, I've got uh, one last thing I'll say this, uh, you know, you got one luxury when you're old. Yeah, uh, You can say what you want, do what you want, you don't have to worry about uh, repercussions, and uh, so uh, there is one luxury of being old, if you have one. Well, I look and, forward to hearing more from you. I like what you're saying. 
Well, I want to listen to your show. I just wanted to know how come you don't invite me to go fishing on Spoon Lake. You are hereby officially invited to be the official guide of Spoon Lake. Well, I guarantee you, you go to Trout Lake, you I'll catch more fish on Trout Lake than you'll ever catch on Spoon Lake. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Joe. <laughs> thanks, Bob. You bet. Thank All right, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bob Lassard, 87 years old, lifelong dfl running for attorney general as a Republican. You know what? He's got a shot. Mm-hmm. He's got a shot. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more Osbourne. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. No, one more time. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. Thank you, old trapper. What a guy. Hey, I just got uh, the sneak preview look at the uh, one of the Garage Logic shirts for the fair. Push back. Love that. I'm I get, love I'm it. I'm getting a couple. Push back. Yes. It's going to be a very cool shirt. I got to tell sorry. you. I got to tell you. I went to get my bottle of water today. Yeah. And it's a dollar twenty-five. Okay. And I put the dollar in, and I was about. No, I didn't put the dollar in. Before I put the dollar in, I looked at the change. And for some reason, more and more, I keep looking at the dates of coins. I still save, I still save all quarters from the 1960s. There's, they're not worth anything, but I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the nickel. I had two dimes and a nickel. And I just about to put it in there, and it's 1952. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not putting this in the machine. This has got to be rare. So I, I got 52 it. 52 nickel? Yeah, well, I looked it up. Of course you did. 1952. It's the Jefferson nickel. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What do they say? I thought for sure nickel. it was all silver. Right. No, uh, zero silver content. What? No silver. And uh, they only made 63,988,000 of them. Oh, so you got you got one of... You know, how many are left? You of, right. How many could still how many be around? Could be? And, and, uh, but it's doubled in value. So it's worth a dime. It's ten cents. See you. I made a I made a nickel. See you by looking at the date. I made a nickel. You didn't make anything until you sell it. I'm not. And selling I won't it. buy it for a dime. I'm not selling it. I'll I'm buy it for six cents. I wouldn't sell it to you for a dime. You're gonna hold on. I'll to I'll sell it, it, it to you for a dollar. No. No. Oh, as long as I'm on this topic. Wait, what's the ones that were 60, 63, Was that all silver? Believe or is that when they stopped? I believe quarters were silver prior to '64. Okay, I got a couple of those. I'm sure you do. Uh, well, speaking of this, uh, I made the rare visit to the safe deposit box today. I okay. go there once every two years okay. for something. There's yep. really nothing in it. I, that was it's re- just fun to have and play office. Th- there was re- reinforced to me today that there's very little in it. <laughs> but I went to uh, to see if the one of the kids I used to have. Had any savings bonds that might have been sure. uh, presented to them at birth or a baptism or yeah. whatever, and uh, there was one. One for the one kid I used to have. There was a twenty-five dollar savings bond. Oh, issued in nineteen seventy-eight. What do you think it's worth today? A twenty-five dollar. Yep. Okay, so uh, it was it was purchased for twenty-five and was a fifty or. Purchased for twelve fifty and was worth twenty five. That I don't know, but it's a twenty five dollar note. Okay, made out to what who then was an infant, uh, just newly born. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, two hundred dollars. One hundred six dollars and ninety seven cents. Damn it, I was high. Mm-hmm. So I called her up and said, <laughs> I, 
got some really big news for you. Right. You are now wealthy. This has... You are wealthier than you ever imagined. This has more than quadrupled. You're $107 wealthier than you were when you got up this morning thinking you were. How about that? (laughs) Remember the guy who uh, lost his Subaru because the satellite dish he was trying to create as a solar melted? Uh, Where's that email I have? Just a minute. What happened to him? No. Uh, Don, Don Strobel writes... After listening to your segment about the owner of the car with a partially melted interior, it brought back memories from my youth. On a bright, hot, sunny day in St. Cloud, I remember my mother received a phone call from an alert neighbor that there was smoke coming out of the windows of our DeSoto. Mom had the car that day as she had errands to run. Earlier in the day, she had picked up a gallon of distilled water, which in those days came in glass gallon jugs. Really? She had left the gallon jug in the car while she put the rest of the groceries away and forgot about it. The sun gradually made its way across the sky, and its rays eventually connected with the glass jug. As the rays became more intense, the glass jug focused the sun's rays like a magnifying glass on the floor of the car, and the carpet began to smoke. What? We were fortunate in that there was no fire, and we only had a bare spot on the floor to deal with for a couple of years. Semper (laughs) Fi, Don Strobel, Savage, Minnesota. How could that happen? It's only today that the sun is hot. Uh, DeSoto speaks to, uh, I'm going to guess, early to mid-50s he's referring to. How could that happen? This could not happen. The sun was never as hot as it is today. No, now the sun is, because of man and the light bulb it's it's a little more intense. People. Yeah, back then it was not that strong. It was a a weak sun because it was uh, such cooler temperatures. Oh, oh, so, but 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 the car started on fire. The carpet started on fire. How could that be? That's pretty crazy. Hey, Ma, what did you do today? Well, I went to... <laughs> you know, I've never understood something. Mm. What is distilled water? What's the purpose of distilled water as opposed to regular water? Okay. Uh, distilled water has gone through a process where it has been... It's removed of all of its... There's nutrients in water. Yeah. Okay, regular water. Distilled water is all the nutrients taken out. For what purpose? Um, you might want to use it in, in an iron or, or a humidor or something like that, oh, yeah. where you would not Listen want those you. impurities. To you. Is Reavers ready? Yeah, when we come back. Commencing garage logic segment number three. Chris, as is our custom, Nathan, go ahead, please, quickly. Good afternoon, Mayor. Uh, yeah, one use of distilled water would be for uh, cooling systems and vehicles if you're not running using an antifreeze because you get all those imperfections out of the water, prevents the scaling and all right. you know minerals in the water from taking up your cooling system, your water pump, all that. Thank you. Chris? Hey, Joe. Yes? Another use for your distilled water, you should be adding that to the batteries of your vehicles and others. Okay, but most batteries now are just closed systems. So I, I haven't, I can't remember the last time I put water in a battery. That is true. Yeah, thank you. And one more, and then no more calls. Got it on distilled water. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Uh, not on distilled water, but I understand you have an interest in penny press machines. I do not. You uh, made mention about it when uh, the Care Eleven thing had it in town. And you were wondering where Abraham Lincoln's face went. I did. 
Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, because I brought one home from San Diego. You we Okay, talked about I remember it. talking about it. Yes, what can I do for you, Joe? Interesting concept. We build them locally here right in St. Paul, sell them all over the world, and thought I'd share an idea with your uh, your upcoming state fair visitors. Uh, Carol Levitt's got one, and they seem to have lines of people set up for it. We tool it up every year for a new new image. I would think you guys could do very well with one and go one step further. Come to your booth, get your stamped penny, and use it for a Minnesota lottery ticket scraper. Well, whatever. I'm putting you on hold. Rookie's going to get your name and number. Hang tight, bro. I'd love to have you over. Thanks, buddy. All right, thank you. Rook, get that dope, and then we'll run it past the superiors. That's Are you going over to his house? Well, I, no. I, can he turn the penny into... How about like GL25? GL25. GL25, GL25 for the anniversary. All right, Rook, you get that guy. Here's Chris Reavers in the newsroom. The line would go... Pass yeah, Andy's grill. Get all the, get all that dope from him. Here, here's the news. Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, sunshine, seventy five degrees. This update is brought to you by Metafast Weight Control Centers. Twin starter Kyle Gibson was the story last night in their series opening two to one victory over the Red Sox in Boston last night. Gibson held baseball's highest scoring team to four hits and one run over eight innings, striking out seven. Mitch Garver continued his hot streak. Nifty, with- uh, nifty performance by. Gibson. I'll say. And yeah. nifty performance by Fernando, however exciting he had to make it. <laughs> yeah, he really did. He always does. He made things interesting. God uh, almighty. But he did earn his 22nd save of the of the season. Cleveland was off last night, so the deficit in the American League Central now sits at seven games. Uh, same two teams go at it again tonight. Lance Lynn will start opposite Red Sox left-handed ace Chris Sale. Uh, first pitch tonight from Fenway Park is at 6-10. This year's Hall of Fame inductions uh, will have a few local ties Sunday in Cooperstown. St. Paul native and 1991 World Series MVP Jack Morris will be enshrined. Morris pitched for four teams over an 18-year career, winning the World Series four different times. The city of St. Paul will become the first to have three elected members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Molly's taking Sunday off from managing. He's going to be in Cooperstown. I think he's taking to day off too uh, that i don't know uh, because the boys were trying to track down danny gladden who was in route with uh twins president dave st peter and public relations director dustin morse uh, they were trying to talk to him but upstate new york you don't get the best cell phone all right did you say st paul is the first city in the country to have three hall of famers yes isn't that amazing that is that is amazing and that's kind of why we got a month-long summer here and we have three hall of fame baseball players and that's why i'm rooting for joe to stick around because maybe we could get a fourth wow so it's Winfield, yep. Morris, and Molitor. That's right. All f- essentially from the same neighborhood. Neighborhood, right, basically. Uh, former twin slugger Jim Tomey will also be enshrined. Tomey played for six teams over a 22-year career, including the Twins in 2010 and 2011. The others are Vlad Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, Alan Trammell, and, of course, Chipper Jones. Hey, Chipper. Hey, Chipper. So she chose it baseball for me. Thanks, Ricky. I guess mom... <laughs> Do knows best. <laughs> Love that. I hope Morris says that tomorrow. Oh, Sunday. how great would that I hope be? Moms so do knows best. Do knows best. Yeah. She so chose. maybe Morris will say about his mom. So she chose it baseball for me. <laughs> oh, Ricky. I just love you. You know, the, the Strib Sports today was outstanding. Well, Lavelle, Phil Miller, and Patrick all writing about Morris yeah. and the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And I have a feeling Jack's speech is going to be pretty emotional. I think it'll be pretty good. Just given how long he had to wait yep. and if he ever was going to get in. I bet it's going to be pretty good on Sunday. Hey, Chippa. Hey, Chippa, you suck. <laughs> God, that's the best. Hey, where'd you get the trophy wife? 
Uh, news notes from today. The Minnesota Department of Corrections will close the industry building where a Stillwater corrections officer was killed by an inmate last week. One of a number of changes the state's prison system plans to make in the wake of the murder. DOC Commissioner Tom Roy laid out the plan change the day after corrections officer Joseph Gom was buried with full honors. Gom, a 45-year-old veteran officer from Blaine, is the first corrections officer in Minnesota to be killed in line of duty. Edward Muhammad Johnson, who is serving a nearly 29-year sentence for second-degree murder, is accused of stabbing and beating Gom to death July 18th in an industry building on the prison grounds. Roy, who was still visibly emotional, said the current welding shop in the building, quote, will not continue operation until we do a full assessment of that building. I think it's fair to say the floor that Officer Gom was killed in will not be utilized within this administration, he said. Roy said the Stillwater Correction Facility remains on lockdown while other prisons throughout the state have resumed normal function. There's still a plan for Stillwater for a progressive return to normal, Roy said, but the plan isn't completely developed. Hmm. President Donald Trump is praising new economic data released today, saying the U.S. is the economic envy of the entire world. Trump is celebrating data showing the U.S. economy surged in the April to June quarter to an annual growth rate of 4.1%. Trump is predicting that he renegotiates trade deals. We're going to go a lot higher than these numbers. Trump says on the South Lawn of the White House that the economic numbers are very sustainable. He is joined at the White House by Vice President Mike Pence and several members of his cabinet. He has been trying to highlight economic gains ahead of the 2018 midterm elections. I have a nifty tweet from the president coming up shortly. Oh, and you don't you don't tweet. No, no, a, a tweet he wrote. I'm That's read. what I mean. Oh, you don't normally go to the Well, I the saw tweets. it in print. I didn't see it on, oh, on the phone. Lord, uh, I see. You didn't decide to start following No, I don't people. follow any, but I don't tweet. One. You, no. you follow one person. No I, no, I don't. I don't follow anybody. There's one. There's no. one in there. And you got to see that video of you dancing on Good Yeah, we're going to talk about that later on. Huh? Mm-hmm. A portion of southbound Highway 52 in Invergrove Heights has reopened following a four-vehicle collision, according to the Minnesota mm-hmm. State Patrol. Minnesota Department of Transportation said... Just the, the one from yesterday? Uh-huh. Did, yeah. did, were there deaths? We don't know yet. Huh. Um, that, from, what I under, from what I understand, there are no deaths. Someone is was critically injured and all, three others were injured, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like those three injuries were um, critical. Well, right. if you missed the story, the vehicles were all traveling northbound on Highway 52 when traffic slowed to a near stop. A 29-year-old driver from Cannon Falls in a Chevrolet Malibu rear-ended a Volkswagen Passat driven by a 27-year-old man from Invergrove Heights. That set off a chain reaction with the Volkswagen striking a Dodge van containing two men from Hastings. That van then struck a Toyota Highlander driven by a 28-year-old woman from Nebraska that included her 74-year-old mother and her four children, ages 2, 4, 10, and 7. The the, uh, Malibu never stopped. Hmm. Draw your own conclusion. Officials searching for Molly Tibbetts, a University of Iowa student who has been missing for a week, say that they continue to follow up on every lead that they receive. Tibbetts' mother spoke, saying that giving up hope is not an option for her. She described the moment when she was told her daughter didn't show up for work. There were alarms going off immediately. Something's wrong here because Molly would not do that, she said. Tibbetts was last seen going for a jog in eastern Iowa last Wednesday evening, according to a neighbor. Tibbetts was reportedly staying at her boyfriend's home at the time of her disappearance, helping to watch his dogs while he commuted to a construction job about 100 miles northeast of Dubuque, Iowa. The boyfriend, Dalton Jack, told uh, said that he received a 
Snapchat photo from her late Wednesday night after she would have returned to the home from her jog. He is not a suspect. Authorities are now focusing on the digital footprint that she left behind, including monitoring her social media accounts and trying to access GPS data from her Fitbit. Well, just off the top of my head, who, who's the missing news? Was it Jody Hoosentrude? Mm-hmm. Jody missing, Hoosentrude, Wasn't yes. that the same part of Iowa? I think vaguely? it's j- vaguely, but it's a little bit further north. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a terribly I don't like those disappearing stories. No, no you really don't. <laughs> and uh, Interstate 35W, as most of you know, is going to be shut down this week. And in both directions from Highway 62 to 694, there are a few access points, but just avoid 35W over the next two weekends because it's going to be a complete and utter disaster. Dave mm-hmm. Dahl coming up. Just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're already up to 77. We're going to hit the high uh, probably up around 80 this afternoon, so it's still going to warm up a little bit. Lots of sunshine splashed across the upper Midwest. We're going to keep this all the way through the weekend. Temperatures probably in the upper 70s to around 80 both Saturday and Sunday. There will be a slight chance of a thunderstorm in the afternoon hours both days, but it doesn't look like a big chance at all. Uh, Not enough to cancel plans if you have some outdoor things going on this weekend. Sunday, uh, 79, then Monday up to 82. We do warm in the lower 80s early next week. A chance of thunder on Monday and again on Wednesday. Bigger chance for thunderstorms, though, by Friday, a week from today, as temperatures get up close to 90 again late next week. Going for a high today of around 80. Right now, Joe, we're at 77. Thank you. I'm promoting Kelsey. Promoting Kelsey, who, oh, the uh, emailer? Two, chief offside correspondent. I'm making an executive decision. Ooh, the other offside correspondent's going to be a little upset. Yeah, but he wouldn't have heard that because he's on the golf course. Five will get you ten. He's on the golf so course. So you're punishing him for playing no, it's golf. Not a, it's not a punishment. Mm. It's not a punishment. This is a reward for hard hustling. Work. Yeah, for hustling. So uh, Kelsey uh, is the new chief offside. That's how he's going to be referred to. What in this? In what happened in this case to to launch him? He into keeps the- us locked in on being fact based. Okay. Reavers reported that St. Paul is the only city with three players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That is not the case. Mobile, Alabama has five players in the Hall of Fame with 100,000 fewer people than St. Paul. Okay. Hank Aaron, Willie McCovey, Satchel Paige, Ozzie Smith, and Billy Williams all grew up playing baseball on the fields of Mobile. At different times. That's right. It's so so. St. Paul has no claim to anything except three guys from roughly the same neighborhood, which is astounding. I think that's fascinating. At virtually the same time, not. I mean, weren't they pretty much? Uh, not they yes. don't play together, yes. but in, in a in a in a small window. I bet they all would have faced each other as youths at one time or another in Legion Ball or playing for uh, Dunning Field right. and what have you, but. Uh, the, seat, the Gulf Coast city of Mobile, Alabama, has a rich baseball history dating to the 1800s. I'm sorry, 1880s. Perhaps it's not a surprise then that five ball players in the National Baseball Hall of Fame were born in Mobile, more than any city other than New York and Los Angeles. Okay. So St. Paul isn't even in the running. There might be a lot of cities with three players in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought that was, I was pretty impressed when, with that statistic. I was too. 
And and I was I, prepared. I right. I was prepared to believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's continue fact-based. Uh, All right. Continue with my notes. The Santa, city of Santa Barbara not only wanted to ban plastic straws, but they were threatening jail time for any <laughs> yeah. server who, who gave a plastic straw to a customer. Right. Uh, apparently, the, the backlash has been incredible, and they've backed off that now. Good. Uh, they've de- in fact, they're now in <laughs> denial mode. They're denying that the city was planning to impose jail sentences of up to six months. No, no. The ordinance discussed... Uh, cited Chapter 1.28 from the city's municipal code, which would begin with the warning and then escalate to the to a fine not exceeding $1,000, imprisonment for a term not exceeding uh, six months for repeat offenders. So don't deny it, uh, Santa Barbara, you precious uh, fools. You were going to throw people in jail. <laughs> Such a penalty would have made it the harshest in the country. In comparison, Seattle which became the first major city in the country to ban plastic straws earlier this month, only fines businesses 250 bucks for each offense. But here's a great tweet from Donald Trump. No, this is, is this, how does Trump sign off on his tweets? Uh, you know what? I couldn't tell you. This is from Donald Trump Jr. Oh. But it's a good point. If only Democrats cared as much about curbing MS-13 gang violence as they do about straws. <laughs> Well, that's a that's good point. Good. That's a good point. I don't think the president, uh, I don't think his handle is Donald Trump Jr. He's the president of the United States. Yeah, POTUS. What's his handle? What's well, his unless, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up what? Here. I'm going to have to look it up here because maybe he kept his own. Very foreign world to me. Well, Donald hmm. Trump, the president, is not Donald Trump Jr. So that's his kid that's saying, let's spend more time on gang violence than straws. All right? Got it. Uh Well, Walt Disney Company uh, jumped in. There are no more straws. No more th- straws at the theme parks. Okay. So we we got straws pretty well handled. And it's typical of this country that it would get out in front of this problem. The problem being oceans clogged with plastic. I'm, I'm essentially on board. I am not on board with uh, fining uh, Gladys Kravitz or throwing her in jail if she gives some kid a straw. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's, no, that's, that's that's silly. That's not that's not a jailable offense. That's silly. I'm on board with whales not choking to death on plastic bags and straws. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. I'm I do even... what I can. I do what I can. That's all I can do. I faithfully recycle. Uh, you were one of the first too. I'm the only one in the house who recycles. Right. But I'm the evil conservative. Exactly. Yeah. Um, POTUS is separate from at real Donald Trump. That's uh, Donald Trump's private right. Twitter well, account. I, I think we've cleared it up. I think we had a little tweet there from from the guy who is Donald Trump Jr., which okay. would be his kid, right? Ah, uh, yes. Is he the guy that's going with this Guilfoyle lady? Uh, yeah, he's the guy that has the slick back hair. So and- he, he he left the wife and five kids for this uh, television personality? Or how many kids? Yeah, I'm not sure. They got a whole bunch of kids. But they're uh, they're Splitsville. That must run in the genes, huh? I think so. Yeah. Think so. Well, I, I no sooner promoted uh, Kelsey to a chief off-site correspondent than he emailed back, can I have a different title? Oh, no. I don't want that acronym on my new business card. 
Let me uh, just tell me what it is. Chief. Yeah. Offsite. Yeah. Chorus. DLC. Yeah. You know what? I think he might. Yeah, you know, it's probably let's let's think of another. No, I'm I'm not changing. The, he got a promotion. He's not going to start telling me what to call him. It's it's chief offside correspondent. Mm-hmm. Just chief don't... reserve. Maybe it could be at least Croc. No, no chief. Throwing sh- R in there kind of changes. Assistant shift. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis. It's seventy five.